0: Looking to transform your family game nights? At Perfectly Picked Games, we specialize in family games that bring everyone closer. Our games aren't just fun. Kids and teens will learn how to take turns, develop basic strategy skills, and understand the thrill of winning and grace of losing. With our exclusive gift of games, you can give months of gaming excitement to your family. Choose a three-month or six-month gift, and we'll deliver hand-picked family games to your doorstep every month. And here's the best part. Right now, you can use the promo code GOLDENMOJO and receive 20% off your selected plan. Don't miss out on this exclusive offer. Use promo code GOLDENMOJO and save 20% today at Perfectly Picked Games.
1: Welcome to the United States Paranormal Pod. Sit down and buckle up for the lights and ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden J hanging out with the Rocker Chick and J-Dub. And J-Dub. Who do we have with us today?
2: We have Brad who is the founder of Indie Afterlife Society. Hello, Brad. Hi, Brad.
1: Hi, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on Indiana or uh, the United States of Paranormal. (laughs) Sorry, man. I got to remember which podcast I'm on at the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no worries. No worries. I I have that problem at times, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, J-Dub has a few questions for you. And, of course, as always, um, me and the rocker chick will fill in any blank spaces that uh, she might have there. So uh, we're excited to get to know cool. you and and just have some fun.
0: Sure. Sounds great.
1: All right.
2: All right, Brad. How did yes. you get into ghost hunting?
0: Um, I have lived in a very, very haunted house. My entire life, Um, I started seeing things in this house when I was about three or four. And so I've always been around Ghost. And then in 2010, one of my friends said was in a group and she asked me to come hang out with them at one time. So I just kind of got hooked then and have been doing it nonstop since
1: 2010. Wow. Did you guys do that in unison? Yeah,
2: we do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Living in a haunted house. Yeah. So yeah, I uh,
1: started out just as
0: a team member of um, a, a team here in Indy, and then it kind of fell apart when the uh, leader had a medical issue, and then I started my own team. So, cool.
1: so what kind of things were you seeing when you were really young? Um, I have seen. I started out by seeing
0: like weird lights in the bedrooms. And then as I've got older, I got, I've seen more things. Um, I've seen a little girl's head walk down my hallway. I have had objects fly off the wall and nobody be in the room with them. And we go back and find a broken picture frame laying face down that came off the wall, but the hook was still there. So it wasn't like it just fell straight down. It, came up off the hook and was about two or three feet away when it was found. Um, I've witnessed uh, a bag of candy turn itself over that had been, was designed to stand up and it just fell over and they rolled out of the bag one at a time onto the floor and then rolled out about three feet, did a complete circle. The next piece of candy did the exact same thing. Um I've seen shadow figures, tons of footsteps, tons of voices. So I've, yeah, this, this house, I have friends and medium friends who like refuse to come to my house. Cause I've, it's so I've, active.
1: I've heard that about the, uh, 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 sensitives, people that are really sensitive. They, they all feel mm-hmm. the evil or, and won't go into places. That's I've, I've run across that a couple of times. Um, I find that extremely interesting.
0: One time me and my dad were leaving to go to a bar and and my mom was sitting on the couch and like, Hey, we'll be back later, blah, blah, blah. But as I was looking at her, I saw a shadow figure like walk right behind her along the wall. Oh, wow. So I've, I've seen all kinds of things. We've had, uh, lots of electrical issues. One time we had a non-working, uh, dishwasher that wasn't even plugged in. And it turned itself on and tried to start running. Um, Light bulbs go out like crazy. One night I was working seconds and my parents were here and every light in the house would go super bright and super dim, super bright and super dim. Every light in the house. So my parents called my uncle who built custom homes and he came out and checked our breakers and everything. As soon as he pulled in the driveway, it stopped. It did it all the way up until he got here. And then while he was here, he checked everything, it didn't do it at all. As he was pulling out of the driveway, it did it one more time, and that's been the only time it's ever happened.
1: Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so as a ch- as a as a small kid, what was what was the feeling that you had at that time? I mean, was it were you completely scared or was it more because now that you've gone into being an investigator, was that something that it was never like super
0: scary it was just always like oh ghost is acting up oh must be getting fall of the year that's when it was the most active usually it was just kind of just felt normal right on it, my parents always described it as it was we had a ghost before it was cool to have a ghost in your house <laughs> because it it started my dad has lived here since 73 and my parents got married in 78. My mom moved up here from Southern Indiana when she, when they got married, but before they got married, she would bring gifts up and store them in the room that I sleep in. Cause it was just an extra bedroom at the time. And, uh, she'd bring stuff up one weekend and then come back the next. And then when she put stuff in that room, it was like, things had been moved around boxes, lid boxes were open and things were re- not where she left them. So it was like something was here was looking through stuff, but dad was living here alone. So, and he wouldn't go in there cause he'd already seen what was there. So, so they even had weird stuff happening here
1: before I was even born. Hmm. Do you guys have any idea what it is or? Um, it's probably connected to the land cause
0: I live right next door to a Methodist church. I've heard stories that the church is haunted. Um, there is a set of apartments farther up that have had the exact same type of activity that I've had. Because I've had friends who would live there. But I've also had the deed to my house, the abstract for my the land my house sits on, that dates back, back to 1829 when it first was bought from the U.S. government. So I know every owner. So... And all these parcels of land are at one time one big giant parcel. So, I think right. it's connected to the land.
1: Right on.
2: Wow. Um, so, like, what kind of equipment do you use? And do you think that with all the new technology that it's getting easier to get evidence when you're on, like, investigations?
0: I have enough equipment to like fund like four or five
1: teams
0: (laughs) i I own tons of stuff I, i even buy like weird abstract things just to try them out and test them like um i just bought some new uh sound activated lights so if they hear anything they light up so i've been. i just i've only used them once i just used them last weekend for the first time um i have that i've built my own portal out of a guitar amp and pedals that then run an SB7 through. I built my own mini version of that. I had a friend build me a bigger version out of a lunchbox amp to the specs of Steve Huff. I know lots of people don't like Steve, but his equipment works well. Um, I just bought myself a new body camera so I can film everything. Tons of K2s, you name it. I probably have it or have had it at one point. So I love technology when it comes to the paranormal.
2: Yeah. Which one's your favorite?
0: Um, I kind of like the portals because um, I've had some really interesting things happen with them. I was at um, the speakeasy in Hartford city, the old speakeasy using the lunchbox portal that my friend bought, uh, built for me. And I asked it, to just play a song while it was sweeping through the, while it was sweeping through the SB seven. I'm like, can you just play a song? And it literally was still sweeping, but it started playing one song through the portal. Oh wow. And I'm like, then I asked it again, can you stop? And it stopped immediately. So then I waited a few minutes and I'm like, can you play a song again? And it actually played the same song. So it wasn't a song coming through the radio. Because it had been a couple minutes since it played it before, so it wasn't like it got stuck on one radio station, but it played the same song again. I don't remember the song at the time now. So I've had some pretty interesting things happen with it.
2: Wow, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now the the portal that uh, are you using uh, guitar pedals with that? Then too, like a yes, uh, it's a
0: um. Yeah, it's got a, a noise gate and a reverb on it. Right on. Um, so, so you, you, you run a... it through the noise gate first. And... Go ahead.
1: Oh, I have a friend that, that they actually picked one of those up and uh, I was talking to him about it and he was telling me all those really cool little pieces that kind of fell into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I've i been bu- buying, I have, like I said, I have the really big one that's probably close to like 40 pounds to carry. I mean, the guitar amp alone is like 500 bucks just for the guitar amp. Right. But I've also found now that you can make mini ones that are a lot more portable and easier to take with you. And they're like, you can build one your own for like 150 bucks. Right. And all you really do is just plug in the guitar cables and into the amps, into the pedals and into the, it's easy, super easy to do. Right.
2: (laughs) So how many, like, not like um, home cases, like investigations, but how many, like, locations ha- do you think you've done total?
0: Um, well, considering in 2014 and 15 alone, just those two years I went on 72 different investigations that did include home places, I'm betting... I go to a bunch of places repeated, so I would say I'd probably over 150 different locations I've been to.
2: Wow. Just in the, like, how far have you traveled?
0: Um, I've been as far west as Arkansas, and I've been all the way out to North Carolina to the USS North Carolina. But mostly Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Illinois. I've never made it to Michigan yet. Still plan on it. Um, I've also been in West Virginia. Also, I went to West Virginia last year to West Virginia State Penitentiary. It was fun. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: So,
1: what is your favorite so
0: far? My my favorite location is always going to be Fox Hollow Farms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. It will always that will always be my answer. We'll probably never get back into that location again, but it will always be my
1: favorite place. Well, let's touch on Fox Hollow Farm just a little bit, because I know J-Dub has been obsessed with this for... Uh...
2: And it's mainly because of him, because I when I met him, I don't even remember what year it was. Um, we were just talking, and you said Fox Hollow Farm, and then I looked into it, and it was, off, you know, horses. Oh, yeah. I loved it, but then right 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 his brain on all of this stuff and as i always said next time you go i want to go but you know it never worked out and now they don't they don't allow people in there anymore right
0: yeah they don't allow investigations any longer yeah but i probably went there close to 20 times so and i even got to swim in the pool where he killed his victims oh i guess i should explain what fox hollow is first (laughs) Uh, fox hollow farms is the home of Indiana's probably most prolific serial killer, Herb Baumeister. He uh, lived up in Westfield, Indiana, in a really big-ass house that had an in-ground pool in the basement. He would send his wife and kids up to their lake home up in Lake Wawasee. And while the wife and kids were away, he would go downtown Indianapolis and pick up gay men and bring them back to his boss's house as he was part of his ammo would call it and party with them and do whatever would happen. And then he did that for a long while. He would drugs, alcohol were all involved. And then he got into killing them and it just went from there. So yeah, the, and most of the murders happened in the, pool area or the bar next in the next room over,
1: which is the bar area. So what did you pick up when you were there? I mean, you said you've been there 20 times. Um, what are some of the, Herb Baumeister is definitely there. Her- yeah. Herb
0: Baumeister is definitely in the house. He is definitely in his master bedroom, master bedroom and master bath. The master bath is divided between the wife's side and his side. And in the middle, there's this really big, weird, like bathtub because the house is still pretty much set up exactly how he had it. And if you stood in his master bathroom and looked out the window, it was right by the mulch pile where he originally dumped all the bodies. So he could stand in his master bathroom and watch and look where he originally dumped the bodies. Once his kids found the full skeleton in the backyard, he started moving them to the backyard and into the burn pile. So if you're in his living room and looking out the far right window, you're looking right to where the burn pile was. So, But, yeah, the master bath and bedroom are pretty spooky. The, uh, the apartment above the garage is pretty active. Um, I was there the very first time I was there. We got a photo of something running through there. It's like you can see the body in the window. It's like real long and elongated. It almost kind of looks similar to Slender Man. But it's, it was weird. And we know there there was absolutely nobody up there because we had just left that area.
1: So basically he. And
0: I've also got, like I said, saying originally, i actually got this. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, after you.
0: Oh, I was gonna say I have actually got to swim in the swimming pool too. That he killed most of them in. They were most of them were strangled with uh, the uh, swimming pool hose. So, the second time I was in the pool, they actually thought it would be funny to throw in the actual hose that he used because <laughs> they still have this the original hose.
1: So basically he had windows to basically look out over his trophy area is, is basically what I'm getting. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Yep. And they've,
0: they found like at least 17 different thumb bones, left thumb bones. So they know there's at least 17 bodies there. And they've, I think they've actually been identified up to like 21 now, different DNA profiles. And there are even the Westfield prosecutors are actually working with ancestry DNA and 23 andme and all those now to try to get the uh, rest of the victims identified. Cause most of them haven't even been identified.
1: Right. So at any point when you were in the pool swimming, were you concerned about being grabbed and drug under, or I mean, or what potion. was, um,
0: <laughs> I know what
1: had happened. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I know what had happened to the, uh, guy who used to live in the apartment. I know he got attacked while in the pool. I don't, I don't really remember much about it. I know I got some really cool photos from the first time I swam because it was like super foggy in there and you can see like faces in the fog, but it could be just make you but some of the photos I have from the original time I swam are pretty neat, but I don't really recall any, we actually, the first time we were there, put a voice recorder on a inverted Frisbee and just left it in the pool and let it float around the entire night. But it wasn't my voice recorder, so I didn't go through it. So I don't know if we actually caught anything or not.
1: Yeah, but that's a great idea. I would have never thought of that. And then of course the woods behind
0: the house are just as creepy and just as scary too. So.
1: Now, if I remember right, J-Dub talked about there being some sort of... The
2: tunnel system? Tunnel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is a old train tunnel that the Monon Trail, which is a walking path that runs from like downtown Indianapolis all the way up to Westfield. You can go under, you can walk through a tunnel under the Monon that, and there's some weird, crazy like spiritual energy over there too. It may not even be connected to Herb himself. Cause I know some people have felt like native American energy over there. So, but the, the woods behind the house are pretty crazy. One of the first times I was there, we were walking cause it's all, it's got like path walking path through it. And one time I'm like, Oh, I know exactly where we're going. We're walking in this walking path. And I'm like, wait a second. We ended up not where I wanted to be. <laughs> I'm like, but I know my way around these woods, like the back of my hand, because I've been here so much. But I'm like, wait a second. But yeah, the burn pile was an interesting thing. There, it kind of sits down in a hole. And like, if you look up from it, you look right at the house. You always feel like you're being watched from up there. And I remember um, sitting down there in the woods and looking up. And it, it felt like things were just darting between the trees. Wow it it's it is always gonna be one of my favorite locations
1: <laughs>
0: it's gonna take something it'll have to take some place amazing to ever top that
1: right right absolutely
2: well um so where would you say you've caught like which location have you caught the most evidence would you say
0: mm my best piece of video evidence has ever came from was Ashmore Estates, out in Illinois. Um, we were there for two full days back in 2015, and we took the tour the first took the fir- tour the first day, and we walked by this room, and there was a rocking chair rocking, and I'm like, "That's weird." We're gonna put a DVR camera here and watch this. So we set it up, get the camera set up. About 7, 7.30, we go to dinner, and we come back. Nobody in the building. We all leave. We know the building was locked, secure. Nobody in the building. So we do our investigation. Don't really have anything happen much that night that I can remember. But then we go back and watch the video footage. Well, we didn't catch the rocking chair moving at all, but we did catch a shadow figure walk across the room one direction turn around and walk back and we it happened to be while we were at dinner so we know there was nobody in the building and then uh, some of my best audio i've ever caught um my team has caught some really good audio at middle point we got a growl down in the basement middle point school um I was actually watching the DVR system and they were all down there and they heard this real guttural growl and one of my teammates goes, that was your stomach, right? And they all went, nope. (laughs) So they all heard it with their own ears. Um, I've also got some really good audio at Revenant Acre Farms, which is also a now closed location down in Charlottesville, Indiana. Um, We were there in... January of 2015 I think it was it was negative two out it's a farmhouse with no heat and there's three of us there and we're we were I think we only ended up being there for like three hours maybe at the most because it was so cold we just couldn't take it but we get like some of the clearest EVPs I've ever heard we got a full sentence that said there are windows in the back of this house. You can see. And then we start talking over it because we didn't obviously hear it at the time. Right. But yeah, we've got some good audio from there.
1: So why do you think there, why, why did they close? Why are they closing these off for investigators? Is it, uh, do we have new buyers? Um, the, uh,
0: Fox hollow was closed by the town of Westfield. Because they said the owner was running it as a business because he got involved with Ghost Hunt USA. Because Ghost Hunt USA was going to start doing like huge public events there. And the town of Westfield didn't like that. So they shut him down. Um, Revenant Acres was closed because the owner passed away and the kids just didn't want to run it any longer.
1: Yeah, I find it interesting. Like with Fox Hollow Farm. It's so, I mean, I know it's a big property and there's, but I mean, it's really, it's kind of accessible from not even going through the front driveway. I mean, I, I would imagine that, uh, it's not as accessible now
0: because now, well, you now it's around surra- it, when I was originally there, it was pretty isolated. Now it's got housing additions that butt up right up to the house pretty much. So when they were building these houses, they were actually digging up more bones. Oh jeez. And the owner, the current owner of Box Hollow would have to go over every night when they would finish construction and dig through the dirt to see if they found more bones. And I think as of two thousand fifteen, they were still finding full ribbed bones in the backyard.
1: Wow. Yeah, because like when I looked at like uh, Google Maps of it when we did the story, I was looking and I was like, it just looked like there was so much actually compressed into it. That's mm-hmm. why I thought it was uh, it would make sense with mm-hmm. that at that time when all that was going on and be a little more open and a l- little more private. I guess is what I want to say, but it just yeah, looks it, like it was pretty private
0: things. then. It, it's totally overtaking it. There's literally a. A housing addition that's butted right up against right. the property line now on the would be the west side of it.
2: Um so what is what would you say is the scariest place that you have been that you've actually been scared to be in?
0: Um so. surprisingly or not, it's a relatively new location that most people have been investigating. It is a old Knights of Pythias lodge. It is called the Pythias. It, you can actually rent it as an Airbnb. Um, I helped document all the original ghost hunting going on there. And I was there one night and we were ready to leave for the night. It was me and two females. And we. you have to go down these really steep steps to get out. So the girls were in front of me going down the steps and I am shut the door to the upstairs like lodge part. And before the girls got to the bottom of the steps, I got about two steps away from the door. The door like swung all the way open, hit the wall behind it. It was like thrown open with force and it wasn't from them trying to open the bottom door. There was no vacuum. So I I ran out of there for that. And then once I was there co-hosting with um, someone, with another group, um, the Bam Ghouls from Northern Indiana also, um, they had the owner of the Pythias has an antique store and collects like animatronic Halloween animatronics. So issues with this one animatronic going off by itself. So we started the night with the animatronic turned off. So then we decided if things are interacting with it, let's see if it'll help happen while we're here. So we plug it in. It's a motion activated, like, six seven foot tall carnival clown yeah. that uh-huh. talks to you and moves. So it it went off a few times and you gotta be within like seven, eight feet of it. Well the room it's in is the lodge part of the Pythias. So it's a huge room, probably fifty feet long. So we weren't anywhere near it and it went off a bunch of times. So we finished investigating on the front half of the building And we're just about to head down the stairs and me being me, being a smart ass, I'm like, it'd be really neat if you'd go off one more. And I didn't even get the sentence completely out. And that that clown animatronic went off and we weren't even in the same room with it. Oh, wow. And we all bolted, like all five or six of us bolted down the stairs.
2: I don't blame you. (laughs) especially clown yeah Yeah. so that
0: that that is probably one of my that's the one place i can say that i've ever actually ran out of
2: have you ever have you or anyone else that you've been investigating with have you ever been like seriously injured by the paranormal
0: um yes i nearly died coming home from a ghost hunt once because i had a vein in my leg explode oh so I was um, Robin Terry, the owner of Ashmore States um, was filmed an episode of ghost adventures, Shocks where he interviewed with Zach Bagans and stuff. Well, Robin rented post town elementary in Ohio and invited me and my team to come out and hang out with him and watch the show with him. So we had, Car trouble on the way down there, but we finally get down there. We watch the show. We start investigating. Two of my teammates leave different car trouble on the way back. So we have to go get them. So then we get all loaded into one van, all like five of us with all the equipment. We're like, John, you know, John, um, Jennifer was literally laying on equipment in the back of the van. Well, we get almost all the way back to my house and the vein in my lower left leg just burst outside my skin. Like literally I'm spraying blood like a fountain pen. And that we call that the ghost hunt from hell. Oh,
2: yeah. Wow.
1: Was there? I mean, was yeah, there they, re-
0: I lost so much blood that day. I had a bad varicose vein, so it was going to burst at some point anyway, but it just,
1: happened on a ghost hunt, I think I'd call that the uh the ghost hunt from hell that yeah. most definitely
2: Car trouble or... yeah.
1: yeah
0: yeah and then uh and then one of the last times that is actually at the Pythias I gave myself a concussion and so yeah, I've had a few incidents of getting hurt on ghost hunts and then uh, John's hurt himself a few times on ghost hunts too, so <laughs>
1: I think that's one of my biggest. I mean, we've talked about that. My biggest fear is, you know, I don't know that about getting scratched or getting hurt, but bringing something home uh with you. Now, you're you're in a different situation because you're already in a home which is which is there, but do you do Right, anything-
0: yeah. If I brought something home with me, I wouldn't really know. <laughs> right,
1: right. But do you do anything when you guys finish an investigation uh like a cleanse or anything like that? I Some people do. I
0: I pretty much self-protect anyway just because I know I don't want stuff coming home with me. Right. I don't do anything special. I just tell it always. Usually, you can't come home with me. You're staying here. But I don't like – I've saved myself a few times. But right. The only time I've ever really had anything follow me, we did a – now another closed location, it was called the Miriam Livery House down in Sullivan, Indiana, down in Sullivan County. We we were like their home team, even though we were three hours away. Well, we were there doing private tours of it for a weekend. So we'd been in this house for like hours, hours on end. And there had been some nasty things done in this house. And But we're driving home and we like look at each other and we're like, there's something in the car with us. And we're like, we're just kind of both sitting there. We're like, we need to stop and get out of the car and holy water this car because something is definitely following with us. So we get out. We holy water the car. We still kind of have the sense that "Eh, there's something still here. We get from Sullivan up to Terre Haute, and we're like, we have to get food because we were both, like, needing Denny's. And so we sit down at Denny's, and I literally remember looking over at my friend and seeing, like, a white light, like, sit down next to her. I'm like, this is just weird. So we said, you got to stay here. You can't follow us home. It came home with me for like a day or two, but it was at her house for like a week before it finally, she finally got it to leave. We don't know what it was, but you could just Just sense that there was something extra with us. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Wait, let me, let me get this right. You tried to leave it at the Denny's? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we tried to leave it at the denny's <laughs> we're like you followed us this far you can stay
0: here at denny's <laughs> hey, <it's laughs> they have great food and service
1: <laughs> it's never ending you bottomless pancakes you're, you'll be, you're you'll stuck be in this booth for the rest of the night
2: <laughs>
1: yeah paranormal pancakes for you there from you now go. on
2: and usually they have nice bathrooms so you know okay can De- find the bathroom.
1: Denny's bathrooms are. Yeah, dry. usually. <laughs> okay.
2: Not like the Waffle House or anything. <laughs>
1: Listen, the last time I was in a Denny's was at four a.m. in South Bend, oh, and yeah. it was not the perfect time to ever be there. And it had nothing to do with the paranormal.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been in some scary Denny's after ghost hunts. I will. <laughs> the Southside
0: Indy Denny's is not pretty at three or four in the morning. I will say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, thank you. Yeah, I hop after a gig is not a lot of fun either.
2: No. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So I have a little like funny question. All right. So out of all of the paranormal shows that are on, who is your favorite and who do you not like? Oh. Oh, I can't hear him. Uh-uh. Hang on a second. We can't hear you.
1: Yeah, we lost your sound for some weird reason. Maybe maybe you weren't supposed to say who you like <laughs> and didn't like. <laughs> We're still getting, we can still hear it. Can you still hear us?
2: It's his ghost. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> leave him alone. We need to talk to him. Okay, so tell it to leave.
1: I say I'm muted. Can you unmute it now? Do we have anything? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah.
2: That
1: is so. Yeah,
0: weird. I I muted and unmuted myself multiple times on my end too, but that's it so finally weird. worked after you muted me and unmuted me. That's but weird. yeah, like I said, electron. That's why I was worried about this Zoom meeting and electronics <laughs> in this house because they
1: they act weird. weird. Well, we'll say that any of the little interruptions. Oh, yeah, that, that must was have been his ghost. ghost. Yeah, that was yeah. absolutely as ghost. It, <laughs> it can
0: totally, that is totally possible. <laughs> so, like I was saying, I pretty much enjoy all the shows. I like them for the tech and the locations. I don't give two craps about their evidence because most of the stuff that they put out there doesn't sound good, doesn't look good. There's a few pieces I've seen on different shows that I am amazed by, like the ghost of Morgantown. There's some good video on there. Um, I'm not a huge Zach Bagans fan just because of the persona he puts out. I don't know if he's, I've heard good stories about him that he's really a good person and will help people who need to go into recovery and will pay for it out of his own pocket and does great things. But the persona he puts on TV is so negative and just over the top. It kind of taints that.
2: Right.
0: Um, the kids from Project Fear seem pretty cool and down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met and hung out with Grant Wilson. He's he's an amazing guy. Um, the show Deep South Paranormal was on for one season on Sci Fi. I've hung out with most of that cast. They were all cool guys. I've actually investigated with some of them. So I have a few people that I would say I've hung out with and are cool, but some of the ones that are popular with some people I don't really care for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a fan of the Wraith Chasers at all. I will I will flat out say that.
1: <laughs> have you have you watched the Wraith Chaser? And I met them
0: with I met them when you, you met them, Jen.
2: Yeah, that's the one I was telling you about. Um, We were at the after party and the one guy was married Mm -hmm. and he was like, hey, you should come back to my hotel room. And I was like, hey, how about not?
0: (laughs) Yep, I I was at that event. I can say that that happened.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, what? I do this at every convention. I'm like, you're gross. You're going to get like crotch Cauliflower, crater craters or something.
1: <laughs> cauliflower.
2: Don't already. Oh, you're crazy, Jen.
0: But yeah, but some people love them. Some people say they're great guys. I've met them once. They were douches. I'm going to go with my gut instinct.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fair, fair. So as, as she talks about some of the ones that are on TV, what is your uh, thought process on what people are putting out on TikTok and on YouTube. How do you, how are you feeling about some of the some of the evidence there? Is it is it more uh hoaxy you know uh video editing in editing or or do you think that some of that stuff is or a majority I question a, a lot of things. I go with if I know the person and trust them
0: I believe it. If I don't know the person if it's someone who's trying to be famous, right? I I question a lot because it's like you're just doing it for the likes and the follows and the shares and all that. That's not the reason I'm in the paranormal. I, I, I even do my own podcast. I do a podcast every Wednesday with my friend, but I don't do it for the likes and the follows and the shares. I do it because I love talking about the paranormal. So, But yeah, I question anything that if I don't know the person who's putting it out, like personally, I judge it hard.
1: So uh, do you want to plug your podcast, please?
0: Yeah, I, I can. Um, yeah, it's called, it's on Unveil Paranormal. We called it Unveil Paranormal, Paranormal News. We do it Wednesdays from 8 p.m. Eastern to 9. And we pretty much give like the highlights of what's happening in the paranormal, um, promote events that are coming up, talk a little bit about celebrities. Um, my co-host, Clarissa, um, hates bats, so we always do a bat video. And then um, we do a skywatch, which is like our little clip of the week for uh, um, aliens or UFOs. And my six-foot voodoo doll is the one who does that part of the show. So he, we zoom in on him, and he has his own camera. So... We can't hear him. He doesn't speak. He just sits there and looks at you. And then we say, oh, look, that was great, Henry. I named him Henry. And then uh, we do Paranormal Tea. The last part of our show is we discuss paranormal drama in the field. And we've talked bad about location owners who have been rude to us. And we don't pull any punches. We just let it go because... People need to know, hey, this is the person you're dealing with, or last week we talked about mediums who are fake because we had a medium who was trying to help one of our friends, and she said she drew a photo, but we saw the photo she sent this guy, and we did a reverse search on it and found it on the Internet. So we're like, we know you're lying. So we're like, we're going to call you out. and So we do a little... Paranormal tea at the end of our show every week, just uh, just for funsies. Nice.
1: Now you guys are. Let me. Uh, did I take a note? You guys are part of. Um, is it called the thing? I thought I wrote it down. Yeah, Things
0: Network. Yeah.
1: yeah, Things
0: Network. It was started by Jeremy York. He has teams from Indiana, Illinois, overseas, England. Netherlands he uh does there's like usually if you go on Things Network there's usually some podcast going on like throughout the day he's got like a schedule of different hosts we just have the Wednesday um eight to nine spot and I'm just truly the guest host like it literally was my friend Clarissa's show who is Unveil Paranormal and she just asked me last summer to help her co-host and then she asked me again to help co-host this year. So it's kind of, we're just taking it on now together. Nice. And I, of course I, I originally started as just a guest on her show and then it just kind of, the friendship just kind of grew and she trusts me and likes my work and.
2: That, cool.
1: That's how we got J-Dub too. She started off as a guest and then, you know, <laughs> I yep, liked it yep. so much. I just needed to bring her in.
2: So do you have Yep, that's um, that's
1: how it got that's what
2: Oh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying that's that's exactly how I got into doing the podcasting too. Was just being a guest.
1: Oh, I forgot. Oh. Well, let me Oh, add, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. That's go fine. ahead. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's
2: my turn. I don't, I don't want to forget. Do you have any conventions coming up that you're going to be attending, like locally or anything like that? I do.
0: I'm going to be going to the, Wind- the gathering at the Windermere on uh, March 9th, down in Middletown, Ohio, which is down near Post Town and Cincinnati area. I was literally at the Northwest Indiana Paracon two days ago. So I'm going to be at that. Um, I will be, I'm on the committee, like lead volunteer for, uh, pair unity up in Peru, Indiana, which is coming in October. So I've helped run that with them. And I, if I do Hannah house down here in India, I will be volunteering at that also. So,
1: yeah, you were on the panel for pair unity last year. Is that correct?
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. I was up on the stage talking and answering questions so they asked me to come back and help again this year so i'm helping again this year very nice but i've already told them that i don't want to host it (laughs) 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 i'm fine with helping but i don't want to be in charge of running the whole show
1: well you know it's it's fun to be the lead host every once in a while to ask all the questions and
0: yeah no that that involves like dealing with people and handling money and I'm like nah, I don't want all those responsibilities. I can show people where to park. I'm good with that. That's what I do at Hannah House. That's what I can do here. <laughs> yep.
1: So so I uh of course, you know, I I knew we were going to be uh interviewing you, so you know, I did my typical Facebook stalking of you. Um, you are also... that's cool.
0: I, I support that.
1: <laughs> you are also a painter, from my understanding, correct? I do.
0: I I am. I have got in December. I'm like, I want to start painting. I've always been super artistic. Like I took art all the way through school, mostly to sniff the markers, but <laughs> I got I actually got really good at it. <laughs> so I started painting in this des- middle December and I have painted now close to like sixty some paintings. I think I'm up to now. Wow. Nice. I think I did. I think I did two or three today. So yeah, there, you can kind of see some of them behind me on my wall back there.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, I see those. those are yeah, some yeah, of I my newest ones. Of them. Very, very cool. Very cool. But yeah,
0: I, I, I started my own Facebook page for it, Voodoo Art, because my, uh, my set six foot tall Voodoo doll's name's Henry Voodoo so mm-hmm. I named it Voodoodle art. I also now have a four foot raggedy Ann too. So
1: oh. Oh, I, I'm collecting large creepy
0: ass dolls. <laughs> like
1: Annabelle. Like Annabelle. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. She hasn't she hasn't walked across the room yet or anything. I did not name her Annabelle. I did give her a name. Her name is Ginger Lilith McDonald. She's the occultist sister of Ronald McDonald. Oh,
2: <laughs> hey. oh she's got the red hair, right? So. That
0: was actually a suggestion. That was actually a suggestion from one of my friends, the occultist uh, sister of Ronald McDonald. So I'm like, I have to go with that.
2: <laughs> That's funny. But Vin- that, my
0: voodoo doll and my voodoo doll and Annabelle actually do come to events with me too. Like, I take them to conventions and stuff because. Henry was actually at uh, Prairie Unity last year, too. Very cool.
1: Very cool. What, what's your most recent um, investigation, investigation you've done? Um,
0: the uh, event I went to, the Northwest Indiana Paracon, actually had an, if you bought VIP tickets, you got to investigate the building it was held in, which was Oak Fair Lawn or something. It was some building that I'd never heard of. And we got to investigate it last night, so or Saturday night. So, but it was a public event, so didn't get great evidence because too many people. Um, coming up, um, I'm doing the investigation after the Windermere. I have the Monroe House booked twice.
1: And the Geyer Opera House.
2: Very nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I saw you, uh, you were talking about the Geyer Op- Opera House. Um, have you been yeah, there before? Yeah, I've loved
0: Um I've probably been to the Geyer close to 25 times. Okay. I've been, I've been to the Geyer so much that the guy who runs the investigations at the Geyer, who's no longer on Facebook, actually has me, like, promote the building and try to get people into it. So if anyone ever wants to go, they just contact me, and, and then I pass it on to him and he gets them all booked so yeah i love the Geyer. Geyer's out in Louisville, indiana which is about 45 minutes east of indianapolis right on us 40 um it's an old old opera house that still actually is used for shows so you got to kind of book around when they're actually doing plays i've actually done a ghost hunt immediately after one of their plays once but they get crazy. Uh, I've seen photos of a black orb before from there. Um, the last time I was there, I had four of us there and we heard some of the loudest footsteps that we had ever heard. We thought someone had actually broken in because when you, when you rent the guy or you actually get the building adjacent to it, which is like the prop house where all the costumes and props are kept for when they do shows. So we were over there and we heard this, these loud footsteps in the lobby of the, uh, the opera house. And one of our teammates had fallen asleep because it was her first ever ghost hunt. And so she fell asleep early and we're like, oh my God, someone broke in. We got to run back over there. We run back over there. Nobody there. She's snoring. She's out cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, they were crazy loud.
1: You guys have any more questions?
2: Do you still talk to the uh, Fort Wayne Sh- shadow chasers or whatever their name is? Parasisters, sisters, Tina. And
0: oh, Jackie? the pa- yes. Um, Jackie and Tina. Yes. Oh. I do still talk to the original Parasisters. sisters. They were actually at pair unity. <laughs> oh.
1: oh, right on. Yeah. Cause that's kind of, I mean that for pair unity in Peru is only, it's less than an hour for us from where we're at. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about an
0: hour and a half from Indy. I live in I live in Indy, so I live on the east side of Indy, so it's like an hour and a half for me, so I don't mind. Yeah. Like we drove out to North Carolina and back in one night before. Oh. Drove out to North Carolina one morning, investigated and then drove turned around and drove right back, so car rides
1: are kind of normal for me. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I got one more I got one more question for you and I I know that okay. this is one of the kind of the popular, uh, for us, we we talked about it several times. Have you done Willow's Weep?
0: I have, twice.
1: and, and I was
0: actually there. I was there the day Dave Spinks bought it.
1: Really? I was actually
0: there the day I was. Yes, they were having a paranormal meet and greet there. I was there that day. That was not the first time I'd been met Dave, but... Uh, Yeah, I was actually there the day he bought it. And I've investigated it with him, and then I investigated
1: it before he owned it. Did you, I mean, can you give us a little uh, insight of what you came Um, up with? That house
0: is very strange. I don't think it was ever built to be a home. (laughs) I think it was built to be a meeting place. Um, There's a YouTube channel. video that I'm in that debunks a lot of the claims. So I don't agree with what's actually there, but it is haunted. I will give it that. Right on. But yeah, yeah, I have spent time at Willow's Weep a couple different times.
1: Yeah. I think with, uh, with our, um, with our research and stuff like that, there's so much, there's so much about that place that doesn't make a lot of sense how everything kind of hooks together and, and uh, yeah.
0: Like know. how do you get into that upstairs window that has no access from inside the building? Right. Have right. you ever noticed that? Have you ever been there? Have no, you ever seen it yeah. on the backside of the house? There's like a, what, there's a window on the outside of the house on the back that's upstairs, but there is no upstairs in that house that you can find no attic location, nothing. Is so it, isn't that I,
1: supposed to be where the little girl was was that they kept seeing in that window? Is that the one you're talking about?
0: Probably cuz there's only I I only know of one window on the second story. Right on. But yeah, one time we did get there the sound of pill bottle shaking. And mm-hmm. the one woman supposedly killed herself with an OD. Right on. That was one of the few things we did get actually that even kind of came close to correlating. Um, actually, when you asked that question about getting hurt from a ghost hunt, um, there is SLS video footage of me getting like punched in the face by a stick figure at Willow's Weep. And then on the car ride home, I literally got a bloody
1: nose. Oh, wow. Hmm. I don't know. That place just just looks evil, just the way it's built and, yeah, it just, uh, does it feel when you it, walk it, up on it? It, it does was...
0: not feel like a home, too. Okay. Yeah, when you walk into it, it just does not feel like a home, but a lot of the claims that are there, I don't think actually happened, but, I, but it is truly haunted. And then Dave just kind of shut it down again. It's another one of those locations that you can't get into, because he's done filming his project. He's just claiming he's going to cleanse the, the land and tear the house down. So I'm like, okay.
1: Wow. Okay. Like, like Zach did with the, with the uh, demon, house. demon house. Yeah. With the demon house
0: and Gary. Yeah. I, and I'm going to say, just like I said, when I, when Zach did that, I think it's so people can't go in and disprove him. Oh, yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the reason.
1: Hmm. That would actually make a lot that's, of sense. I'm I'm
0: almost positive that's why Zach did it. I think that's why Dave's gonna do it to Willows Wheat.
1: Right on. That's too bad. That's almost like an iconic uh place in the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us here on the United States of Paranormal. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how much we appreciate it. Yeah. Come and telling us stories and uh I had
0: a great time. Yeah. Um Yeah, anytime.
1: I'll come back if you want me to. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Let's do this again. Maybe we'll send JW sure. to do an investigation with you. I've done him. We've done <laughs> an investigation. She a... she we we, we have investigated
0: together, so that has happened.
1: <laughs> oh, All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Um, hang tight and um, keep it spooky. And we'll see you on the other side.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to The United States of Paranormal. Check us out at theunitedstatesofparanormal.com Or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter. At T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D. At Instagram. At the United States of Paranormal. Or Facebook. At the United States of Paranormal. Or YouTube. At the United States of Paranormal. 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs fans, The Golden 80s, Merd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze.
2: And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.